The Money Show. Consumer Ninja. Consumer Ninja. Wendy Nola is with us this evening. Uh, Wendy Nola, um, the Capitec story yes. is one that you've been looking at in some detail, and now you're tackling cues at Capitec. Is it really that bad? <laughs> well, you remember we spoke about... Um, why is it that Capitex ATMs always have the longest queues when, uh, you know, not only is this, uh, you know, very time consuming to draw money that way, but uh, as a Capitec customer, you're paying 7 Rand 50 per thousand Rand, plus there's a lot of ATM fraud that happens and, um, uh, you know, a lot, lot of people are complaining to the banking ombudsman um, as Capitec customers about that um, because there's a... a, a simpler cheaper safer way to do it you can go to a supermarket till and you can yeah. uh, withdraw money for a flat fee of 160 so we were pondering this we were perplexed and so was capitec as to why the the queues persist and two very sharp listeners um with uh, uh, some insights into why this happens have has since got hold of me and I thought it was pertinent to share. So an LR Malele says, the reason is that cashiers can't just open the till when you ask for money. They tell you you must also buy something so that they can open the till. I checked with Capitec and they said, yes, that is the case with some of them. Um, he says, well, you know, if you're on a grant and now you've got to buy something that you weren't intending to buy, um, that's a problem because um, you can't just buy something for five cents at a supermarket, right? And then something really interesting, Bruce, that he added or she added, um, and that is, yes, you can say that you must just uh, withdraw your money when you're buying your groceries anyway. Well, the thing is, they said, people, especially in the rural areas, they go to the shops maybe once a month, and while they're at the shops or in the mall, they're going to do window shopping first and then maybe get their hair done. And doing, doing the groceries is the last thing they do, even though it's the main thing that brought them to town. And the thing is that all those traders uh, doing the hair, et cetera, want their money in cash. So I thought that was just so mm. interesting um, as to, you know, why we see the, the long queues in the supermarket. And then George Gumedi said um, the reason is that you get attitude and you're sent around from till to till. Um, you, if you're trying to draw a thousand rand because mostly they don't have that money. So people would rather stand in long queues and deal with – uh, at the ATMs and deal with cashiers when they're requesting their own money. So they they don't feel respected. And Charles Nell, who's Capitex comms guy, said, yes, when the tills have just been opened and they open their float, uh, there's not a lot of money in it. And then they do ask clients to go to another till, but normally it's only when a till is opened. So I just am indebted to those listeners to Wonderful uh, for yeah. sharing that with us because, you know, it's uh, we're, we're a, a, a country of – of of so many different kinds of consumers. And uh, so there, we did some market research for, for Capitec Free. Hey, aren't you so generous? Um, and, and so <laughs> uh, on, on, on to then today's topic. And, and it is, um, it really is one yes. of, of uh, I suppose, uh, understanding the, the, the details of the banking sector. The banking adjudicator has been incredibly busy. They have. And so informally, uh, I get to hear about a lot of these cases. And when I heard about this one, I said, oh, please, can I share it? I can't name the bank, unfortunately. But I just love it because it's uh, it goes around communication and disclosure and appropriate ways of doing that with um, your older clients. 
and um, something, I mean, the OBS, the banking, uh, the Ombudsman for Banking Services, um, is very strong on forcing the banks or encourage, strongly encouraging the banks to deal with vulnerable consumers of which elderly uh, consumers make up the biggest uh, get, uh, portion of those. And it really does expect the banks to go extra mile for their older customers. So in this case, the customer was fairly wealthy because he had a private banker and um he had been told by his private banker that if he maintained a balance of 750, sorry, 75,000 in his account, all fees would be waived. And he rather liked that idea naturally. But six months on, on the 1st of June last year, he was sent an SMS advising him of a pricing change, as these banks like to do, from no fee to 400 rand a month. And he wasn't aware of that SMS. So in six months or so went by before he became aware of it and he complained to the ombud. And the bank felt that um, they did nothing wrong. Um, but this is the interesting part. Um, the input said, why didn't you, this is a private banker after all, why didn't you phone this customer alerting him to this rather significant change uh, rather than just sending out you know, an SMS? And the answer was none of the bankers are obliged to follow up on each of their clients to ensure that their clients have read and understood the new pricing rules as we were not sent a database of these clients who were affected by the no fees waiver. Well, the question is why not? There's technology for that. Um, so the obvious adjudicator on the case said that's not good enough. It's, unre- it's not unreasonable to expect a private banker to call a customer and inform them of the price change. Perhaps it would have been more prudent for the banker to have informed the customer back in December of 2019 during the initial call about the no fee thing, if you if you have 75000 in your account, of the possibility that this no fee option could change when the new pricing schedule was issued. Uh, this would be providing the customer with clear information and would have absolved the bank from any allegations of a customer service breakdown. And they strongly uh, advised that the bank reimburse the fees levied on that account from July 2020 to December 2020 when the new fee came to his attention. And it was an amount of just over 2,000 rand, 2,065. The bank pushed back. The adjudicator pushed back some more and said a one-size-fits-all approach i.e. sending an SMS will not suffice. The private banker should have mentioned, you know, as we've already said. Um, and then if he'd known, he could have explored other options. And finally, the bank said, oh, all right then, and refunded that money. And I think it's an, it sends an important message to that bank and others about the way they choose to communicate with their clients, especially their well-heeled elderly ones, the ones who have private bankers and expect more from them. Um, and, you know, it also tells us what we can expect from our bankers um, if we, you know, that, that we don't have to, if this sort of, you know, SMSs are often mostly spam from your bank, right? Absolutely. I don't care. Don't read that way. nonsense. Absolutely. It's all junk. Uh, well, the, the only the important stuff then no, oh, sneaks, so I, through, sneaks through. So tell me, Wendy, I mean, I don't know if you've ever looked at the pricing guide from your bank. I don't know if you've ever tried to read the pricing guide from your bank, whether or not you've got that much time in your life to read the pricing guide and understand the pricing guide and interpret the pricing guide and then to be able to successfully apply what you've learned from the pricing guide to your everyday activity. Uh, it's challenging. It would, yeah. It, it, it's something I do try to do because, you know, I have to walk my talk a little bit. I don't always do it. But normally what happens is we find out as the, this bank customer mm-hmm. when it really hits us on our bank statement and we go, what is this? It did take up six months, hence that 2,000 rand accrued in fees. But um, 
that he'd paid. But yeah, you're right. I think I've, I, in many, many stories that I've covered involving bank fees, um, the upshot is that, you know, they just left you, please see our pricing guide. They don't, they, they're not really <laughs> that into disclosure around how the fees are going to change. And in this case, the ombudsman quite rightly felt that they didn't do enough. They didn't tell him upfront that it could change. Um, and uh, I mean, from zero to 400 rand a month is quite significant. Sure. Um, and uh, I think it happens. I think <laughs> I'm quite sure there'll be some listeners thinking, hmm, yeah, that happened to me. And maybe I should have a can, little word with my yeah. bank and, and that would be a good thing. Can I alert you? I don't think it's a schlenter. I think it's a genuine mistake, but it's something I picked up because I do check my bank statements and I'm a big fan of using credit cards and I'm a big fan of paying off my credit card in full each and every single month as and when um, it becomes due. There's yeah. an autom automatic payment that the bank triggers and it helps itself out of my current account. And because I'm a disciplined individual, yes. there's always enough money in the account to make sure that I can pay the card off in full. So I get free credit from the bank um, and free transactions when I swipe my card and it's all well and good. This month, I noticed a big fat interest charge on my credit card account and I I, oh. I questioned it and was told that usually the debit order runs on the first of the month but this year uh, because there was a public holiday on the first of november for election day the debit orders ran the day after except nobody at the oh. bank nobody at the bank thought to go oh we really shouldn't levy any interest on this um i then get very defensive about this sort of stuff and i approached the bank and i said hold on a second but does that mean that I, if I hadn't noticed it, it wouldn't have been refunded. They assured me um, that the amount would be refunded at the end of this month. But it, it just leaves such a bad taste in the mouth that that sort of error can it, occur. Um, and because of a lack of trust, um, you know, people are going to feel like they're being screwed over, whether they are or not. Exactly. It's certainly something they should have foreseen because there are many people like you, Bruce, who do exactly that. They pay in full every month. They have that automated thing go off so that they never pay any interest and gives them a lot of satisfaction. I'm quite sure you can relate. But um, they should have foreseen that this would happen and that, 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 you know, that huge interest would then be there because you're deemed not to have paid um, in yeah. full and on time. And then so, it affects yes, your credit record um, as well. I'm glad you made a stink. And it affects your credit yes, record. Yes, exactly. Well, we can speak We can speak privately about which bank that was, Bruce, and I'll find out if they automatically did that to everybody who was affected in the way you were, and let's make sure that, that was worth, the case rather than you only get a refund if you speak up. I think so. Well worth it. I'm so glad okay. I missed it. Thank you, Wendy Nola. Consumer ninja, Wendy Nola. I'm scared, and she's on my side.